2: It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Trax Power Sports Rentals. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome in to hour number two. It is uh, nice to have you with us for another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio. And coming up an hour from now, it's the Greenhouse. Tan and Maria will be with you, a shortened version of the Greenhouse, 8-10, to 10, because uh, we've got lots of coverage coming for BYU football today. Game one of the season, they're taking on Southern Florida in Tampa. And that game is uh, scheduled to kick at 2, so we'll have pregame at noon. But we uh, we know so many people are just itching to get all the college football they can into their system this week that Mitch Harper is going to be hosting with an entire cast of characters and uh, get you ready even before the pregame stuff. So he'll be on at 10 o'clock this morning here on KSL. We are recording this program on Wednesday this week because I'm headed to Florida, not for the BYU game, but we're headed up to Gainesville uh, because the Utes just happen to also be in the Sunshine State, which hasn't been very sunny lately. They've got a lot of rain. We'll be up in Gainesville as they take on uh, Florida at the Swamp coming up on Saturday night. Um, Russ Smith still with me from this guy called Compound Up There. Russ, thank you. It's been great. I am great hour so far, and we're looking forward to this hour catching up with our buddy Charlie Jennings, who has been taunting us a little bit with his videos (laughs) uh, of being out on the mule and having so many great experiences uh, in the outdoors. Um, The other thing, yeah, this is this, yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
3: I'm sorry. Well, I just saying this is a big trip he's been looking forward to since he since he's gotten the mules. Really, yeah,
2: yeah, and he's headed up to the Wind Rivers. I think leaving this weekend. And uh, has promised, because you've supplied him with a satellite phone, he's promised to check in with yep. us
3: next week. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll see if, we can,
2: hear from him. see if we can squeeze some information out of him about where he's going to be and where he's going to be fishing, which <laughs> has proven to be tough in the past. Um, speaking of satellite phones, I do want to uh, make sure, because we didn't mention this last time, uh, we gave the phone number out. We were talking more specifically about the Starlink phones, or not phones, yeah. but the Starlink satellite devices that uh, you now have all rented. But if people want phones, they need to jump on that pretty soon. The hunt
3: season's right around the corner. Yeah, especially uh, in the in the future, we have plenty of phones out, you know, two weeks away. But we are almost totally booked up over this weekend. And uh, get your the main thing is, get your reservation in early. Even if you have to change it, it's not a big deal. We're busy enough where it doesn't hurt us. So, yeah, just, just get one reserved when you think you're going.
2: All right. It's 801 450 8317 for Sky Call. And uh, you'll also find them online. You can uh, just search it out on your Google. All right. Time for us to hook up with our Division of Wildlife Resources and. The only host or the only guest we ever have that has her own theme song <laughs> is back with us again for this week. I I book Faith Jolly every once in a while just so I get a chance to play music on That's this right. program. Yeah. Back yeah. to back to my old DJ days and and you know stuff like this from George Michael actually takes me back to some of those days when I got my start in <laughs> radio. Faith Jolly, we got to have a little Faith. How are you? Doing good, and
1: thank you. I always look forward to it. You can't be a little bit of George Michael to start the day, you
2: know. So Now, now there is a nice vibe to it, isn't there? Um, the reason we wanted to have you on this week is because we wanted to uh, get people ready for some viewing opportunities when it comes to kokanee salmon. But let's talk about catching kokanee, first of all, before we jump in there, because uh, there's a blackout period coming because of the spawn, which makes these viewing opportunities so spectacular.
1: There is, yeah. So, still kind of safe game for this week, Um, but yeah, starting September 10th to November 30th, you are not allowed to keep any kokanee salmon that you catch. Um, So, just like you said, during the spawning season, we try to kind of protect them, let them do their thing, right? So, yeah, we just, you can still fish for them, but just you can't catch or you can't keep any um, during that window. And then we just similarly, we kind of ask people, if you do see them, like it's super cool to see them, but just try not to disturb them. You know, don't wade into the water where they're spawning. You know, try not to pick them up and don't let your dogs chase them, that kind of thing. So just a couple things to be kind of cognizant of as you're getting excited to go out and see some of these this year.
2: And as they start to make that turn uh, for the spawn, Every year, uh, I'm going to throw this question to not, or to uh, Russ to see how close he's been paying attention to Navidomskis in the past. What color do they yeah. turn, Russ? If if Navi was here, he'd ask you.
3: Yeah, I know it's a color, a name I don't use very often <laughs> or ever.
2: Well, I would um, I would always say red or crimson. crimson. He says no. Yeah, right. It, it's salmon. That's what it salmon. is. It's a salmon, salmon. color. Yeah. All right. That was my best Navinowskis okay. impression. <laughs> uh, just throw this out there. Have you ever been up there, Russ, for these viewing opportunities at uh, either uh, Sheep Creek up there at Flaming Gorge or up at uh, uh, Strawberry? I don't think I have. Oh man, uh, it really up. Up.
1: We got to, we got to get you up there this year.
2: It's yeah. super cool. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it is one of those real. Uh amazing things to see that nature provides us and it's close to home here, Faith. That's why we push it so hard.
1: Like you said, I mean this happens every year, right? And it's, you know, it's it's easy to see and there's a couple different places around the state you can see it. But it is legit worth the drive if you if you're available and even if you're not, you can go see it on your own later. Um, it is really cool. I took my kids up two years ago during COVID and Anyway, it was, it was like way cooler than I was expecting actually to see them just kind of up close. And you can see them really easily like because they're that bright color, right? And so anyway, it's, it's fun to watch them. And there's, there's a ton, you know, in each of these locations where we do these viewing events. So like Tim said, you know, we're doing two official events that, you know, we'll have biologists there and can answer questions at the Strawberry Reservoir location. We're going to have a food truck. So there's going to be snacks you can eat while you're looking at the fish and anyway but it, it really is a lot of fun And those are both going to be held on Saturday September 17th so coming up um, and since they are on the same day you're going to have to pick right which one you want to go to so the strawberry one is really close to kind of the Wasatch Front Salt Lake area so that's a really popular one and we have that fish trap that's up there behind the visitor center and so you seriously can see hundreds like there's it's really easy to see them, and it is just super cool to kind of see that transformation. And you know, it's not something you see every day. So, yeah, I definitely think it's it's worth the drive for sure.
2: Well, and Russ, you'll remember this from uh, being up in Alaska when these uh, salmon start to turn. And it's not just the kokanee, but when oh, they yeah, st- when they right. start to turn, they get so beautiful color wise. But they get a big hump back, and they get that lower hook mm-hmm. jaw. They're kind of ugly looking. Uh, But somebody described to me, and maybe it was Navidomskis, on the biology of what's going on. They're actually, their flesh is kind of rotting away, which is one of the reasons you wouldn't want to keep them if you caught them during this period of time anyway.
1: Right. Very true.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, The the, uh, trip up to Flaming Gorge would be a little bit further, but I'm kind of with Tanya Kiefer-Selby, who joins us from time to time. And she was talking about all the other things you can see if you go Uh, you know, make the drive up there to uh, the Sheep Creek area with Rocky Mountain bighorns and wild turkeys and sandhill cranes and some of the other uh, wildlife that are up there. That's not an opportunity that you get necessarily going uh, close to home at Strawberry.
1: Yeah, that is very true. And like if you've never done that drive, the Sheep Creek geologic loop, it's gorgeous. And especially during the fall, the leaves are changing colors too, right? And Um, I guess you can kind of tune in to there's like an auto tour that you can take. And anyway, so it's, it's like, it's a cool experience. It's fun for just a day trip or you could go and make a weekend out of it, but it is. And it's, we like to publicize these wildlife viewing opportunities because you know, they don't happen every day. And so it's kind of fun to take advantage of them, you know, when it's happening.
2: In the minute we've got left here, there is a real reason for this. um, Besides just the viewing opportunity there, uh, stripping eggs at the fish trap there and and then using those eggs to get other kokanee and share them throughout the state which has become one of the big attractions
1: it has you know it is a pretty popular fish to um, fish for now that we kind of yeah has as we've kind of tried to introduce them and things here in the state and they are kind of our only salmon species right kind of this landlocked salmon so um it is fun and and like i said they're they're at, a variety of different water bodies now um, and we you stock them each year and and are kind of growing some of these populations so like i said you can visit our website if you're not able to go to these two particular events there's a variety of other places so you can kind of just go on your own and pick which location is closest to you there's a couple in cache county and weaver county and down in southern utah we have them at fish lake and there's a super nice boardwalk there that you can go look at them. So. Anyway, there's a there's a lot of opportunity, so take advantage of that. And if you do see any, we're asking people to share the pictures or videos of them on social media and use the hashtag Utah Salmon and,
2: and share those with us. Good idea, Russ. Did you know uh, close to your cabin there at Smith and Morehouse they now have
3: kokanee? Mm-hmm. Oh no, kidding! I did not know that.
2: Yeah, let me look at the list. All
3: right. Yeah, go ahead, Russ. Well, is that a fish you can take, or is that uh, just in the early stages? No, no, you can you can take them, oh!
2: Uh, but cool. again, don't do it uh, uh, during this period of time when they are uh, right, right, yeah, when they're spawning. But look at this: Fish That's Lake, know. Yeah. Electric Lake, State Line Reservoir, Smith and Morehouse, Porcupine, Kazi, L Now has them, and of course, Strawberry, oh. uh, uh, and Sheep Creek up there at uh, Flaming Gorge. It's just a fantastic opportunity. Again, September seventeenth, if you want to put it on the calendar, nine until one o'clock. Uh, is the uh, timing for that All right, that's going to do it for this uh, Faith Jolly sighting on the KSL Outdoors radio uh, (laughs) page if you want more information just go to wildlife.utah.gov Faith as always thanks for all the help you give us week in and week out yes thank you for having me on we'll take a break going to do a little road trip in ourselves Uh, Bob and Mark check in next we'll talk about Daggett County Speaking of Flaming Gorge, stay right there.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at letterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And it's time for us to uh, get back out on the road. Matter of fact, last time we checked in with Bob and Mark, they were on the road and headed toward Flaming Gorge. On the road again.
4: Just can't wait to get on the road again.
2: Russ, this works out nicely after we just finished a conversation yeah. with Faith Jolly about the uh, yeah. kokanee salmon viewing that's coming up on September 17th. Yeah. I didn't realize. You sound just,
3: just, you sound just like an outdoor show.
2: <laughs> How about that? Almost like we yeah. planned it or something. Uh, I didn't realize until we had a conversation off the air there a minute ago that you spent so much time uh, on the Green River. You said 40 times you floated it,
3: huh? Oh, yeah easily probably more than that i love the green river up there it, it, it is a very popular place i don't know that i would still fish there if i had a boat but um yeah i had i you know i had that uh that uh cataract yeah that has some good fishing seats on it and i always bring buddies or relatives and we go fish that we'd, we'd run it three times a day you know and but yeah it's a great place to go well, it's yeah. been it's been too long for me since
2: I've been up there, but it it is really is one of the most beautiful spots you could get within driving yeah, distance yeah. Uh, here in Utah. I want to bring Bob Grove and Mark Wade into the conversation. Bob, you said you know that it had been a while for you too, but you had forgotten what a beautiful spot this was.
4: Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I I've spent some time in Flaming Gorge, but I've never really explored the backcountry of Flaming Gorge. It's mostly like a tourist, you know, on the pavement and going. You know, I've been fishing. I've been ice fishing there, but well, I tell you, we discovered uh, an amazing place there. It's the smallest county in Utah. I found out, and under 900 people, only two communities: that's John and Manila. So, right tucked up there in the northeast corner, uh, yeah. n- near the Uintas.
2: Well, we're going to get somebody on to talk a little bit more about Daggett County. Maybe do a couple of segments uh, for today because of limited time. We're going to focus on a couple of the trails you did. Mark Wade, you guys uh, not only got off the trail, you were in some muddy mess there for a while and and doing some pretty intense rock climbing, it looked like.
5: We certainly were, and, you know, there had been a little bit of rain. It it hadn't impacted us. One of the days we were out, it it rained lightly, so it was just beautiful, clean things up. The the monsoon clouds were rolling over the top of us, and it was just gorgeous that day. But uh, we had some... The more technical and experienced riders, if you will, with us that were willing to try some more difficult things. One thing we learned is that a lot of the trails up there, you can take a more technical route, but you can also take the less technical route if you choose.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tell me about this Flaming Gorge Southwest Rim Trail, Bob.
4: We took a couple of trails. The first day we took a little easier trail. It was in the Sheep Creek area. Um, anybody who's driven through there between Dutch John and Manila has gone past the Sheet Creek Bay, which is probably the most iconic photograph at Flaming Gorge. But it was a little more easy to intermediate, but it went to some beautiful overlooks. Um, you know, the trail, it's alpine trails, uh, uh, narrow trails in some areas. But boy, I tell you, some of the viewpoints we went to into the deep canyons red rock deep canyons. you'd swear that you were in southern utah when you come out to these overlooks and uh, you know we went to a lake called uh, sheep creek lake uh, you know ironically and uh, beautiful campgrounds i mean this was an easy riding trail so it's ideal for someone who just wants more of a leisure, leisurely ride who maybe just got their you know their off-road machine that the week before they can do a yeah. trail like this and yet with beautiful views, looking out to Manila and the bay itself. So it was It was our first day out. We got a little bit of rain that day. But, you know, we're going to have somebody on the air that can talk in more detail about the trail numbers and that because this is our first time out on it. But I tell you, it's it, it, it was a dichotomy of trails from one day to the next, from easy riding to intense riding.
2: Well, Mark, that was obvious from the pictures you sent me. One of the benefits of not having to drive and letting somebody else do it is you can have your camera out. Uh, and you got some fantastic shots up there. Do you remember, w- were these 50-inch trails? Uh, some of these machines actually look a little bit bigger than some of the small razors.
5: They were. We were on uh, trails that were set for 60 inches. And so and these machines were at 59, 59 and a half. They were just squeezing through some of the gates. But we went on another trail they call Finch's Draw, which is kind of the southwest arm, one of the southwest arms of, uh, of Flaming Gorge. And and we're up on top of this arm if you will and and we're maybe bob probably seven eight hundred feet above the water and you're riding right along the rim and you've got this red rock formations looking out across the lake and looking up the lake towards into wyoming in fact and this this setting and the scenery and the overlooks were just spectacular
2: well you guys got a great shot i don't know which one of you did it of uh the milky way but I would imagine the sunsets over the reservoir. I still remember that from my couple of visits are just uh, really beautiful.
4: First night we were there, we were at Dutch John and we went out to uh, an overlook just past the dam on the way into Dutch John, overlooking the main bay there at the dam. And we had one of the most spectacular sunsets uh, that you can imagine. And uh, you're right. Great sunsets at Flaming Gorge.
2: Mark, you were going to jump in. I'm sorry we interrupted you there for a second.
5: Oh no! Just just after after we did that, uh, we caught the tail end. The clouds just broke, as Bob was saying, just just for the last few minutes. So we got that sunset, and then we wandered over to the Sheep Creek Overlook, and we we stayed there after dinner. We stayed there till almost was at midnight, I think, Bob, and just watched the Milky Way just kind of spin up over the top of us, and and look, it was it was kind of coming out of the a, a groove in the road, if you will, and it was. Well, people need to go visit our blog to see those
2: photographs. Well, I I wish we had more time to sort it all out, but we'll take time uh, in a couple of segments to get somebody on from Daggett County. And, and Bob, I'll twist your arm to help you set all of that up. Russ, you said as much as you've been on the green, you hadn't, uh, that you remember anyway, been out on uh, Flaming Gorge itself. That's surprising. Did we lose Russ? Russell. Oh, you know what? Russ is gone.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Where did Russ go? I don't know.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find out exactly where is Russ coming up in a minute. But if you want to follow these guys with uh, some of their pictures, videos, and just beautiful sites that are within a good driving distance of uh, anywhere you might be in Utah, just go to roadtrippinwithbobandmark dot com. Guys, thank you. Have a good Labor Day, and uh, we'll take another break. Come back here in just a minute. Charlie Jennings will join us. We'll find out about his planned trip to the Wind Rivers. Coming up next.